Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's truth. And I ask you, Lord, for me, help me tonight to present this the way you gave it to me, that it might bring life and health to all that are here and a hunger for the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, Ephesians 6.17 says that we're to put on the full armor of God. And one of those things is, and take the sword of the spirit. Everybody say the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so the word of God is important for every believer. It says in Matthew 4, 4, that we're to live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This Bible is written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God or God himself. That's what that means, speaking to us something for us to do, something for us to know, something to help us. And so the word of God becomes a lifeline for every believer. I want to specifically talk tonight about discernment. Everybody say discernment. Now, I'm not talking about suspicion. How many of you know you can be suspicious? How many of you have ever seen something and thought, mm-hmm, I know what's going on there. But that's just your summation. Everybody say, we're not talking about or suspicion. Say that again. We're not talking about suspicion. We're talking about discernment. The word of God helps us discern. Everybody say discern. And how does it do it? Because it's living, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. What does that really mean? It just means it goes in there where nobody else can see. It sees where it's very difficult to even separate what's there, to even see by separating. And so it's the, it goes in places in our lives, but also it says in 1 Corinthians 12 that one of the gifts of the Spirit is the discerning of spirits. Everybody say the discerning of spirits. And what that is is the motives of the heart. Everybody say motives of my heart. The Holy Spirit of God takes the word and he examines the motives of the heart. And as I was praying and have been praying, um, I felt like God began to speak to me. It says in Colossians 3.16, let the word of God dwell in you richly. That means not just occasionally, not just when we come to church, but richly. That, that means that you're full of the word of God and it brings life in your heart. And um, I was reading in Faith to Faith just, just in the last few days. It was December 7th. I want to read it to you. And it talks about uh, when we know God, oftentimes uh, we know God by our emotions more than we know him by the word. And how many of you know your emotions can be anywhere on any given day? Maybe not with men as much as women. I know that's true, so I'll just say that. But, you know, it's, it's, we all have emotions. And so if we know God just through our emotions, we're going to have an opportunity to be in a place where we're not going to be able to discern what's really happening around us. And it says, uh, Brother Copeland says in here, most people don't realize that if you spend time meditating in the New Testament, that you are really meditating on the truth of what God says in his word, and it applies to situations that we're involved in today. And he goes on and says, most people don't realize that. So instead of getting to know the Lord through his word, they try to know him through their feelings, and that just won't work. Everybody say, it won't work. Letting the word dominate your thinking is to allow the Holy Spirit to have control over your mind. And as you do that, your feelings then 
get in line with the truth of the word. I was looking over in Hebrews, if you just look maybe across your page, I don't know in your Bible, but it's Hebrews 5, 14. It says, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is those who by reason of use, everybody say reason of use. That means you practice this, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Everybody say to discern. And now oftentimes, you know, we can get in positions, especially I believe in the day we're living in, uh, that it's hard to tell. Is it really the truth or does it have just a little variation of the truth that makes it look like it's the truth? And uh, as I was listening to these things that God has been speaking to me and that I've been writing in my journal over the last couple of months, um, just two days ago, the Lord said to me, and it was just so clear, this year, 2013, will be a year where you need great discernment. I heard that. Then I heard, uh, if heart motives are wrong, discernment will be blocked. And instantly, I thought of this scripture in Hebrews 4, which says, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner. Everybody say discerner. The discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And so that, I mean, it was immediate. And, and the Lord had already told me uh, when I went to the prayer conference with Billy Brim, that's where I went at the end of October when I wasn't here. And it was the beginning of God speaking to me about listening. And that uh, they begin to talk about uh, there's a sound that's coming in the earth. There's a sound that's coming in the earth. But you have to be able to hear the sound. Everybody say hear it. And see, the Holy Spirit of God, it says in John 16, let's look at that. In John 16, if you have that, you could put that on the screen for me, Jessica. John 16, 13. This is, this is what it says about the Holy Spirit. Now, we have the word of God, but it says that... Um, and when you put on all of the full armor, that you take up the sword of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit's sword is the Word. Everybody say the Word. And so when the Holy Spirit speaks, he speaks to us by the Word. And now, he's, what he says is rhema. What this says is logos. What he does is he takes the logos Word and takes a scripture and makes it rhema for the moment. How many of you have ever had a a rhema, a rhema word from the Lord. And when you receive that rhema word, it becomes a word that tells you truth. And that's what it says here. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Everybody say discernment. See, the, the children of Issachar, they were a tribe in the old covenant, one of the 12. And it says they had... They had understanding of the times, or they could discern the times. And I'm, I don't know what's going to happen in the earth in this next year, but God has really been speaking to me. You keep your focus on what I'm about to do in the earth, which is a great revival. It is a great revival. There will be no place to sit in a church when God gets done with what he's about to do. But we have to be discerning of what is happening. We have to have discernment for those that are coming in. We have to have discernment. Everybody say discernment. That means that we're going to have to be able to hear the word of God so clearly that we can rightly divide truth from not so true. 
and we'll be able to see what is not seen with the natural eye. Everybody say, I am a discerner. You are a discerner because the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you. But you must have the word for the Holy Spirit to have something to work with in your life. And if you don't have the word, have you ever heard of, um, you know, how some people, they start talking about the spirit and it gets real out there. That's because they don't have a wealth of word to make it pure from the Holy Spirit. And they start hearing things that are not the Holy Spirit. How many of you have known people that, you know, they got just a little out there listening to what they thought was the voice of God? It's the word of God that tells you if that's truth or if it's not truth. Because it says the Holy Spirit reveals the truth. What is the truth? The word is the truth. And so when you hear things that don't line up with the word of God, I've been in situations since God's really been speaking this to me in the last couple of months where... Um, I've had some real firm words from the Lord. Have you ever had a firm word from the Lord? It doesn't sound like you sweet thing. You're just doing wonderful. I just bless you. No, it, it's very direct. It isn't mean. But it makes you know on the inside, I need to change this. And maybe not tomorrow. How about today? Have you ever had a word like that from God? And it comes with the word. See, the word is not condemning. Everybody say, the word will not condemn, but the word will convict. But with conviction comes power to change. With condemnation comes fear and doubt and a a reason to run. And so as God began to really speak this to me, um, in Matthew 16, it talks about, it's actually uh, talking about a believer. You know, if we understand the times, everybody say, understand the times, we will not be deceived. Matthew 24, 24 says, in the last days... There will be lying signs, false things, uh, signs and wonders. And it says, if possible, even the elect will be deceived. I, I have listened to people in recent days who claim to be Christians, but I'm telling you, they have no word level and they do not know when they are being deceived because they cannot discern. Everybody say discern. Only the word of God will discern truth from a lie. And what is coming in the earth runs so closely together that only by the word of God will we really know the truth. Uh, I have operated in suspicion, (laughs) and I've operated in discernment. Discernment brings power to do something about it. Suspicion only causes strife and every evil work. Amen? And so we need to be in that position because um, I, I hear so much. How many of you listen to the radio or to the television, internet, Uh, newspaper. I mean, there's so much stuff being said that you have to be a discerner. Everybody say a discerner of the motive of all those things that are being done and then know what God says to do about it. And when we know what the word of God says and God drops that in our heart, we have power to make a change by discernment. We do have no power to change things because of suspicion or by even what somebody else believes. Can I say that again? Not even by what somebody else believes. 
This has to be what you believe. This has to be out of the well of what you believe. And um, as, I, as I'm looking at this Matthew 16, it says, Then this fed, the Pharisees and Sadducees came and tested Jesus and asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. In the morning, it will be foul weather. Today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the sign of the times. Everybody say, watch out. See, we have to be in a position as the church. Why? Because we are going to be the army that changes the face of what's happening in this world in this day that we're living in. I believe it with all my heart. Uh, Pastor Elizabeth just was sharing and had some people share about, you know, when you connect to the power of God, you connect to what God's told you to do, how you bring a change in a situation. Uh, When I was in Tulsa, I went to Tulsa I've been there twice uh, in the last couple of months, or in actually November and December. Um, God began to show me in Jeremiah and Ezekiel over and over, over and over. It was like it would jump off the page. Everybody say, Rhema word. They did not listen. They did not listen. They did not listen. I mean, you go and look in those books and highlight how many times he said they did not listen and I said God I know they listened because they knew what they were supposed to do they just didn't do it and he said when I say listen I don't mean just hear I mean obey and they didn't they did not they listened they heard they heard me but they did not obey and because they did not obey they got in this horrible bondage and, uh, and so as I was, we're looking at this word, it says to hear, to consider, to pay attention, to listen carefully and intelligently, to obey. Now, um, I know that, that it isn't always easy to obey. How, how many of you know it isn't always easy to obey? Well, God says. But if we do not obey, we put ourselves in a position for destruction. So, you know, it's like this choice, obey or be destroyed. How many of you are going to be on the obey side? You know, when it's put that way, that's exactly what happened to the children of Israel because they did not listen. They did not hear and do. What does it say in James 1? Be a hearer. Do not be a hearer only. Be a hearer and a doer of the word, lest you deceive yourself. The last part of what God said to me was, if there's no discernment, there will be deception. If there's no discernment, there will be deception. And, uh, Again, you know, when I was, I I love this little faith to faith book because it seems like God knows where I'm at whenever I read it. And sometimes I read ahead, sometimes I'm a little behind, but it's right for the day for me. And it says in Exodus 16, 14, the children of Israel from the beginning had trouble obeying. But it says that God's ready to do some really big projects, really big projects. Uh, Brother Copeland says in here, and this was a few years ago, in the kingdom of God here on earth. Really big. How, how many of you like a really big project? Well, what happens is there comes a test. Everybody say, oh, a test. God tests us. It says in Exodus 14, in 16, 4, he, he actually fed them on a daily basis, but he, he said, only take this much. And it says he only he told them that to test them to see if they'd do what he said. Well, of course, that was their first test, and they did not obey. 
They went out and tried to gather a bunch. He found out right away that he couldn't trust them. And the Israelites went right out and violated those instructions. They were not willing to obey even the simplest commands. Now listen to this. God works the same way today. Before he sends you on a major mission, he gives you the opportunity to prove you can be trusted with small instructions. When, when we discern what God wants to do, then we have to obey. We have to obey. See, the children, the children of Israel were famous for not obeying. Even when they went into bondage in Babylon for all those years because they did not listen. And God said that over and over. Even through Ezekiel, they, they did not listen. When they came out and they came back into the place where they began to restore Jerusalem and they came back, it was Ezra who said, oh, my goodness, they're disobeying already again. They are marrying they are marrying foreign women, and they're intermarrying, and they're getting mixed. Everybody say mixed. They're getting mixed seed. Holy seed is being with, mixed with not holy seed. Now, I'm going somewhere tonight because I, I believe God is getting ready to make holy seed be holy seed. And in this situation, it was so serious that these people had to get rid of their wives and spouses, and he said, the people who are offending it the most are the priest, everybody say, uh-oh, and the leadership. And he said, you got to fix this. You've got to fix it. And so they did. They did what they were supposed to do. They had learned probably from that 70 years wandering in captivity in Babylon, but they fixed it. And, and I say all this to say this. God began to speak to me about situations in my own life. You can't have a mixture going into where we're going because the power of God is going to be so strong that there cannot be a mixture in our lives. Now, I'm not talking about you getting rid of a husband today or a wife, so please don't anybody do that. But there are things in our lives that are mixtures. Everybody say mixtures. And they cause us to be depleted in what God wants to do. And where do we hear about that? By discerning. Everybody say discerning with the word of God the difference between what's really truth and what's not truth. I, I, when I was in Tulsa the first time, I, had, I didn't have much time to go, but I, whenever I go there, I go where the, out by ORU. That's where I started in 1979 when God got my attention and changed my life. And uh, I, was, I, I went there to pray. And there's the, what's called the praying hands. It's in front of the university. You've seen that now. You've been there. And uh, so I went there, and I was sitting there. And, uh, and God began to speak to me. And he said, you are here on purpose because you need to remember where you came from. I thought, oh, this is going to be one of those serious conversations. I can feel it coming. And he said to me, I brought you here to heal you. I brought you back here to use you and change you and prepare you. And from this place, I have launched you before, and I'm launching you again. That's what he said to me. And then he said, you are a Holy Ghost a woman. And he said, don't mix it up. See, there, there's, there's a real opportunity today in the world for the power of God to change people instantly. Instantly. I'm telling you, this will not be, we got to line everybody up and pray every week the same thing over them. Uh, years ago, there was a song the Lord gave me 
the words, and he gave Corey the music. And it was Resurrection River. And in, in that song, he said, instant transformation, excuse me, from darkness into light. Instant. And, 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 and he said, it's, this is what's coming. I, I believe there are multitudes, multitudes that are coming into the church. This discernment will start with us. But, and, and we practice on ourselves. <laughs> How many of you know it? it's not so much fun, but it's, you need to do it. We practice this on ourselves and get the things right that God says to us. He began to speak to me, and, and I wrote it down, I, and I'll share this part of it with you. There were many things he said to me. You don't need to hear all of those, but, but he began to speak to me. He said, you are a Holy Ghost leader. You are like your father and the earthly spiritual fathers I gave you. And then he named Oral and Billy Joe and Brother Hagen and Copeland and all those people that I listened to back then. You know, if, if you don't stay... If you don't stay in a place where you're con- constantly discerning what your heart is doing, you can begin to, to let go of things that you would not normally let go of. But what you're letting go of is the power and anointing of God. What does it say about the word of God? It is powerful. Everybody say powerful. Why is it powerful? Because it's living. It's living. And uh, when the, something is alive, that means it's working. It's working. The word is working because it's a living thing. It works in your life. And, and I had let down a lot in my life of speaking the way I should speak. How, how many of you know that we're supposed to speak the word? Well, how are you going to speak what you don't know? See? And so th- th- the reason that I'm giving this message is every person in this church needs to know the word of God better than you know your own name for what is coming so that this discerning of spirits, this discernment that's going to bring life to people. It's a discerning of the motives of people's hearts. It's the discerning of why people do what they do. How many of you have ever looked at somebody and thought, I don't know why they act that way? Well, I can tell you the Holy Spirit knows. And when we operate in this level, we'll be able to get them set free. So what am I saying? I'm saying everybody in here needs to be going to VBI. Everybody in here. When we started this church, we started this church with VBI. Thelma sat down here on the front row, and we taught six people in this church, VBI. And they were, every one of them, a leader in this church because they knew the word of God. Everybody say, know the word of God. You, you, you cannot lead. You cannot be all God's called you to be, to lead your family, to lead those people that are sitting in your office. You cannot do any of that without the word of God. Because the word of God then becomes living and powerful and helps you know what to say to that person that is going to go right to the heart of the matter. I mean, right to the heart of the matter. And it won't curse them and it won't hurt them and it won't condemn them. It'll bring life to them. And immediately they will come alive and they will begin to receive what God has for them in their life. Amen? And so when we become that kind of a discerner... uh, and, and then I went to, to church, and I heard him start singing for the sake of the world. And I felt like God said, could you just forget about yourself now for a while? Oh, I just love it. Isn't God honest? But, you know, for the sake of the world. I mean, the, Jesus is coming again. For the sake of the world. Burn like a fire in me. Uh, when I am talking the word when I was in Tulsa, 
I was, I was thinking about when I would see people and we were meeting with people that we hung with all the time. We were in Tulsa, other leaders that, you know, were, are our friends. And you know what we talked? The word. We talked the word. We talked the word. We talked the word. And there's this life that starts stirring up on the inside of you. It starts causing this fire to burn on the inside of you. And when that fire starts burning on the inside of you, it's like life comes. And, you know, you're ready to go out and, and take on anything the devil's trying to do. You're ready to go out and be what God wants you to be. And you're, re- you're able to shine because there's so much word on the inside of you. Everybody can see there's something different. There's something different. I want to challenge every one of you tonight. If you're here and you are in a desperate place, you need the word of God. That's what you need. Somebody can counsel you. Somebody can help you. Somebody can tell you six times to do it. But listen. When you get that word of God inside your heart and it starts working on the inside of you, you find out, you know what? I'm not doing that anymore. I can't do that anymore because there's something on the inside of me. It's living. It's powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. And it is dividing me. It is dividing me from that stuff that doesn't belong. And it's pulling me to the things that do belong in my life. And it's causing me to discern why I get upset with that person. How many of you ever wondered, why, why do I keep getting upset? Well, listen, the word of God will tell you. And you know what he'll tell you? This is how you fix it. This is how you fix you so you can help fix somebody else. Amen. I want to pray for you tonight. And I, and I want you to raise your hand if you want to have a hunger for the word of God. Because I promise you, it will change you from the inside out. Some of you need a big change going on in your life. It isn't going to come. Now, praise God for Pastor John. He's a great preacher, and he gives you the word. Praise God for other people, those books you read. But there will be nothing, nothing, nothing in your life that will make 2013 any different unless you get the word of God and you hide it in your heart and you begin to say, okay, God burn for the sake of the world how many are you ready to be who God called you to be Father I thank you for every person in this room tonight for the sake of the world tonight I ask God for the sake of every person sitting here for their sakes Lord for their sake let the word of God become the most important thing in their life let it just let it just penetrate their heart every time they read it no matter what it is, no matter what they read, let it change them from the inside out. Let it become life and health and wholeness to their flesh. Stir it up, stir it up on the inside of us. Like Timothy, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. Holy Spirit of God, stir it up, stir it up. Stir up that word, stir up that world. Somebody in here raised their hand tonight, said they want to receive Jesus. Was there anybody here who did that? We talked about it. Pastor Elizabeth talked about it. Is your hand up to receive Jesus? I see your hand. Anybody else tonight? You can't know what God is saying. The word is is really Christ. Jesus is the word. He became made flesh. He was made flesh. And then he comes and dwells in us and there's life. We hope this message encouraged you. Victor Christian Center is passionate about sharing the love, acceptance, and forgiveness of Jesus. Learn more about us at victorylafayette.org. If you don't know Jesus or maybe you've gotten distracted and stopped following him, I'd like to pray for you right now. 
The most important decision you'll ever make involves accepting the love of Jesus and His gift of new life. I'd invite you to make this prayer your own and take this opportunity to begin to follow Jesus. God, I ask you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I ask you to forgive the sin in my life that has kept me from enjoying a relationship with you. Give me a fresh start by changing my life and helping me to follow you from this point forward. I accept your love through Jesus and I commit to trust your plan for my life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and let us know. To learn more about Victory or to contact us, visit us online at victorylafayette.org.